0: Welcome to Broad Ideas. Today we are in Rob's basement.
1: Yes, just mere blocks from where all of this took place.
0: Mm, Yeah, we are very close to where some events occurred maybe 11 years ago, 12 years ago. I don't know. A long time ago. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I don't know what to expect from this, but... We're going to make it happen. We have uh, Alexis and Gabby from The Bling Ring. I say that like that because like...
1: Yes, like I, a, the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, like... They they participated in The Bling Ring.
2: Yeah, and Gabby just recently went live on her Instagram with a confession and apology to you. And that's why we're going to have them, right?
1: Yeah, Rachel's indifferent about this whole conversation
2: <laughs> I think she's um, more than indifferent I think she's guarding something really sacred inside Well, let's, shut up Olivia let's
1: listen and find out sometimes when the world feels insane you can take a little peek inside of Rachel's
3: little brain all these thoughts are swirling round and round inside Join us on this journey as we take a little ride. We'll talk about dogs and kids and things. We'll talk about chicks and tampon strings.
0: We'll talk about boys that make you cry. We'll talk about death because people die. Um, I want to like just start talking so we can get like the awkward or whatever anyone's (laughs) feeling out of the way. I had super conflicting feelings about Mm -hmm. this in particular. And I have to let you guys know, I have always stayed very distant from anything having to do with the quote-unquote bling ring and everything that went down. I never read anything. I never Mm -hmm. saw anything. I didn't support the movie Sophia did. I felt like it was weird to bring so much attention to something that had such a big impact personally for me and for other people involved, right? Mm -hmm. So, super conflicting, but we're talking about kids. And as a mother myself sitting here, 41 years old, I have a kid. It's been a long time since any of this went down. And coming from that perspective, as fellow mothers, it's like you're in a different place in your life. It's a different part of life. It's a different chapter of life. So to be grown up and actually have real conversations is more important than harboring any awkwardness, animosity, any other negative feelings that might come along with it. But like I said before, I seriously know nothing. I know Mm. details of some people. I know not you. Went into my old house like five times. I didn't... um ever enter your home but Gabby did right one of the five times right yes so I was informed like Olivia is more up on it than I am Mm -hmm. I'm up on it she's all up on it it. (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah um but yeah so you know there's been a lot of lessons for me in the whole experience of it right letting go of material things Mm -hmm. was a huge lesson because like Everything I ever had was taken, as you guys know. <laughs> um, I didn't. I didn't know that
4: actually. I didn't know much when um, when I went to your house. I was only fifteen, so young, so young. Um, uh, and also, I didn't know much about what had been transpiring because I didn't know them very well. I just happened to be. Out one night with them, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure
0: partying or whatever. Well,
4: I, I don't want to give that as an excuse for why I went, but um, that that's what I know, and I and I want to be truthful. For I, w- I want you to get everything that you can get out of this from my perspective, and I wish I could give you more, but um,
0: I'm a very empathetic person. Like I'm a really nice person. So Mm. it's hard for me to sit here, like I said, as a mother to fellow mothers and not just be like, oh my God, you guys, you know, and do that whole thing. It's hard for me, but because of how it affected my life and, you know, personally and like my mother's engagement ring was part Mm. of it, you know, like the the personal stuff. And I totally get you guys. I'm sure have done a lot of work and
2: you're, you're even doing it right now. What? You're going into yeah. you're going into the comforting.
0: Yeah, it's, it's my nature, right? I
2: know this. And but you don't have you're to. allowed to yeah. speak your part. And we have yeah. we have time to hold space for them to 100% speak their part. Right. But right, like right. you don't need to go into making them comfortable yeah. because the truth of the matter is the, the situation wasn't comfortable. Yeah.
4: Right. Of and course. I'd like to say that I came here with the all-knowing that you could come here and rip me apart and I would take it because that's what you deserved and you deserve to get yeah. your peace from this. And whatever that means for you, that's why I wanted to yeah. come here.
3: Our intention with doing the documentary was so that way we could give this to you.
4: Oh, already.
3: Sorry. It's okay. Um, We didn't... We were so excited for the truth to find to own it all. Like we were, you know, okay. (laughs) And this isn't, this isn't tears for me. It's tears because I know how hard this is for her because I had to go through it, but with a separate victim. Right. Mm -hmm. And I needed out on the other side of that. Like I got sober at 19. I went into intensive therapy. I did my time. I did my thorough amends and I've, been in AA for um, the last 11 and a half years. And so, um,
4: I'm, oof. I'm, okay. I I'm okay. I know.
3: I know. I, but I, I, want... I think that's what the frustration for us was, and why we did the live, and why we're so grateful that you saw that is because our intention with doing the documentary was for you and the other victims to
4: apologize. And yeah. it's
3: so frustrating and so unfortunate that that is not what ended up coming out of the documentary. And so,
2: what came out of the documentary? What do you mean?
3: Well, unfortunately, the truth about what transpired at Rachel's house that night and Gabby's entire involvement in all of that got cut out of the documentary. And the reason why we did the live, we weren't allowed to do the live before the documentary came out. And so, the reason why we did the live was to say, like, We're not going to continue to to be silent silent about this. Mm -hmm. The truth is that the closure deserves to finally transpire 11 years later. Like this should have happened years and years ago. But because of, you know, the way that it was covered in the media, and I would love to talk about that and just, you know, because I think that's such a huge piece in this. And you touched on that, the way that this has been romanticized and, and covered in a really... I think a toxic and unhealthy way Mm -hmm. um and you know it never really allowed you guys to have the justice or the closure that you deserve so Gabby and I partook in the documentary for that reason when that didn't transpire we decided to do the live so she could share the truth about
4: what happened and make my apology to you to you and I'm um I'm grateful that you're allowing me to be here to do that to you face to face. So yeah. thank you.
0: Yeah,
2: I. Well, do you want to? Is there something that you want to say directly to I, her?
0: I feel like we're in like an you're like a mediator and an intervention. I mediate people. All,
2: that's what I do for a it living. Is what she
0: does. I am so sorry
4: that I ever made the choice to go into your home that night. I will tell you anything and everything that you want to know to give you the closure that you deserve and. I am so sorry. I wish that I could take it back. It's been a living nightmare for you for the past 10 years, 11 years. And as a mother now, all you want to do is protect your babies. And I know that I stripped you of feeling safe in your home. And I am so sorry. I am so sorry.
0: I do appreciate you saying that. I can tell you're genuinely sorry, and again, you were 15 years old. Yeah, and I'm not trying to make excuses for anybody, but I'm telling you, I am maternal to my core, so it's hard for me to see you sitting there and genuinely apologizing, and me not wanting to but comfort w- you, right? right? But
4: I'm not expecting, and and I didn't, and come I get here. that, yeah, and I
0: appreciate that, and I do know that your participation in it wasn't at the extent of some of the others that were in my home, taking shits in my bathroom, like, that comfortable. I didn't, like, I didn't know that that was a thing. Like, you know, one of the girls, I don't, you know. Rachel. I, her name's Rachel. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I've stayed so fucking distant because, like, why? Broad Ideas is supported by Relief Band. So, I don't know about you, Olivia, but for me, after I had a kid, motion sickness... Is yep. so gnarly, okay? And I've always been looking for something that can help because I feel so sick. Even going on a swing, I can't even swing with my kid. If you ever get nauseous, you know, you'll do whatever it takes to feel normal again. And I don't mean using pills that make you drowsy or cheap sweatbands that just press on your wrist. There's nothing worse than when a product says it's going to do something, but then it actually doesn't. With relief band, you actually get the relief. I need it right now because I'm cleaning up my dog's poop and it's making me nauseous. <laughs> well, cleaning with Relief Band, I think, can help. So, if you want the band that actually works at relieving your nausea, check out Relief Band. Right now, we've got an exclusive offer just for broad ideas, listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code ideas, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30 day money back guarantee. So head to dot com and use our promo code IDEAS for 20% off plus free shipping. Broad Ideas is supported by Everly Well. Take action today for a healthier tomorrow with Everly Well. Their at-home lab tests and vitamins and supplements can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become a healthier you. For me, as I've gotten older, I'm always questioning what's up with my hormones. Okay. Mm -hmm. As a woman, it's a big thing, especially in your 40s.
2: Yep.
0: With Everly Well, you can get all your hormones tested. It's so easy. You just mail it in and then you get your results. Which is amazing. It's amazing. Convenience is key, especially as a mother. They ship products straight to you with everything needed in one package. To take your at-home lab test, simply collect your sample and use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. Your physician-reviewed results get sent to your phone or device in just days.
2: You know what I love? I love the supplements and that they have vitamin D3 and omega-3 fish oils. Those are something I take on the daily.
0: And for listeners of the show, Everlywell is offering a special discount of 20% off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash ideas. That's everlywell.com slash ideas for 20% off your next at-home lab test everlywell.com slash ideas. But also you stayed
2: distant because the truth of the matter is, is it was traumatizing for for you. Oh, for sure.
0: For sure. No, like... Mm, I'm sure. You know, every, every single designer item that was ever in my possession was taken Mm -hmm. during those events, right? Amongst other personal things. Some things I bought, you know, saved money that I worked really hard for. Obviously, some things were gifted as things do when you're on a successful show or whatever it may be. And I touched on this earlier that I learned the lesson to detach from material possessions, Mm -hmm. right? Because every material possession of mine was taken. That feeling of violation, it's hard to describe, right? Unless it's happened to you personally. I don't know if anything's ever been taken from you. But having to come to... The reality of the situation. And I was in my 20s, I want to say, when mm-hmm, it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're young and it, it definitely took a lot of work and you have to detach. And I didn't watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I have stayed very far apart from it. I know that you have kind of been the face of this bling ring, right? Mm-hmm. And you went into Orlando's home and that was the only... Home that I was in. That's the in. one that you did. There's that other guy, the main guy. Nick. Who says that you guys are lying and that you guys say he's lying. And there's all this drama there. Well, it's...
4: I don't know why I would come here and confess to robbing your home and not have done it. But that's the only thing that he's saying that I'm not telling you. He's truth. saying that you weren't Wait, there? he's saying you weren't there? Yeah.
3: Well, no. He's saying that she's doing this for publicity and And that whatever. I wasn't
4: there and that the truth was in the documentary.
3: Oh, weird. Can I tell you guys why? And this is really hard for us. We have a third sister. Mm-hmm. Who
4: took me <sniffs> who was to, to your, your house her to your that house. night because she was friends with Nick. Okay. She's older. She's four years older than me. Nick has this loyalty to her to the death of it. Like, I don't understand. But when we got the opportunity to do the documentary, I told Tess, I said, I'm coming forward. It's not fair. She deserves the truth. My sister deserves to speak the truth. I don't want to harbor your secrets anymore. And my secrets. And so she flipped out, obviously, and then went to Nick. And while we were filming...
3: Wentinick, unfortunately, allegedly. Okay. We don't have allegedly. Proof of that, but we
2: have but to. But she's. Wait, let me just get this straight. She's not your biological sister. No. no. She's uh, someone that you guys took into your home that was a friend that became your sister. Yes. right. Well, we had known oh. her since
3: we yeah. were
4: babies. And yeah. Our parents, it was like Amanda. Like mm-hmm, how I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like
3: so, so close. And, you know, and we both came from really traumatized, fucked up homes. That's the truth that we, we did. We had horrendous abuse. And my mom was kind of like the most stable parent out of any of the parents, and so my even though she's a lunatic. I love her so much now, but god, was she messed up. She's gotten better in the last uh 8 years, but I mean, really messed up. And um she took in Tess and we love Tess very much but because of the challenges and and this is why i wanted to do the documentary too is because like crime and addiction don't happen in a vacuum it's a very nuanced and complex thing that happens and it's important that we have these conversations because as we look at where we're at in the world today we can't keep on with mass incarceration. We can't keep on with the amount of mentally ill people. We can't keep on with the amount of addiction. And so we have to be willing to look at the way that we've been operating as a society, and we have to ask ourselves, is this working? And that's why I'm so grateful to sit down and have this conversation, because I am a really huge advocate for prison reform and for mass incarceration reform and for restorative justice. Restorative justice is what we're doing here today, is we're allowing the healing to happen for you as the perpetrators, not me personally, but to some degree and for Gabby personally, to take ownership and responsibility and to come here and just basically say, what can I do to make this right? Because we can't keep othering people and we can't keep pushing people away. And so it's hard because I love Tess. That's Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. sister.
4: We love her so much. We're listening to Alanis Morissette in the car and we're just like... That's what we
3: listen to as babies. And we're like, we wish she was here. We we wish wish she was doing this for you. At the place. Mm-hmm. emotionally, mentally, where she could do this, but she can't. And so...
0: Was she a part of the bling ring? She, so she, she robbed, robbed your house, house with Gabby. Me. Just that night. Just that night. Just that,
4: night. Just that mm-hmm.
0: night. Was it just
4: the two of you or was no, Nick no, there Nick, with Rachel? Nick took us there. So we didn't know anything. Take us through that night. Yeah. Okay. What Let's, was that tell, night? Tell us. So um, we... Tess brought Nick around a few times, um, and I had known, you know, a little bit. There were rumors going around our town that he had robbed um, Paris Hilton's home, but Mm -hmm. none of us really had the balls to ask him, you know. And um, then one night, I went over to Nick's house with Tess, and I was 15. How old was she? She was eight. 19. Uh, she would have been 19. 19. Um, and she took me out to Beso. I'm sure you guys have heard of it as a club back then. And she took me out with Nick and we all got really drunk. And at the end of the night, she came up to me and she asked me if I wanted to go to your house. And I was extremely intoxicated, but I know that I said yes. I'm not going to deny that I said yes. And we went to your home um and with I could be wrong about these details because obviously I was blacked out but from what I think happened or what your home looked like was that I was pushed through a, a kitchen window and opened the front door um, I don't remember going up the stairs I think what your closet looked like was a straight walk-in closet with like mahogany colored am I wrong about this? Yeah Okay So then that's just something that I've, you know, it happened 10 years ago. Because your room,
2: it wasn't a walk-in closet. Okay. There was a bedroom that happened. It was a bedroom.
4: Was your closet brown like the color of this floor? Mm -mm. No. Okay. So that came to me 10 years later, right before I did the documentary. So I might have just been, you know, imagining it, trying to come up with, doesn't matter. I woke up the next morning in my own home and I had four duffel bags of jeans and I sobered up and realized what happened. My mom and Alexis came into the room. They asked me where the clothes came from. I didn't say anything. I didn't know what to say. Like it was just hitting me what had happened. Um, And then from then on, Reality sunk in of like what I did and just the repercussions of my actions. Obviously, I never hung out with Nick and um, Tess together again. I broke off immediately. I had my own friends. I started a whole new life because I wanted to try and forget about what I had just done. Obviously, in 15, I understand, though, the repercussions of what I had just done. Um, But I was very scared. And um, I gave all of your clothes to the homeless shelter because I didn't know what to do.
0: And you had four bags of jeans. That's it. What did you know what they took that night? No,
4: I don't remember anything. The only thing I know is what we came back with. I never even, it was never brought up again until my sister got, uh, arrested. I didn't bring anything up because I was terrified. I never spoke to it of to Tess. I never spoke to Nick about it. Nothing. We just Period. pretended like it never happened.
3: So I will also want to add that um, Nick and Rachel were obviously the ringleaders of the bling ring. And they hit a lot of the houses multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I think Nick's motive of bringing Tess and Gabby there that night was the same motive that he brought me to Orlando Bloom's house that night. He so desperately wanted to But be... you went willingly. I, I mean, went willingly. Take, I was yeah. also you know, intoxicated, but neither Gabby or I were involved in any of the planning. First of all, I didn't know that she robbed your house. Um, that came out after my arrest. She owned— that completely to me that she was also involved and so nick and rachel robbed these houses and i think that that was his way of feeling loved and included and whatever it might be with rachel and then he, they were romantically involved no no nick is gay he's
2: gay and she was like his
3: I don't think he really felt a part of any community. I don't really think he had any really, like, close friends. And when Rachel kind of started to pay attention to him and whatever else, he felt like he had to do whatever he could to maintain that relationship because it was the only, like, close kind of friendship that he had. And I think the reason why he would bring other people after he had already robbed the house with Rachel multiple times and she had gotten everything she wanted was so that way he could make other people like him. Yeah, obviously.
2: But the thing is, is that, like, look, and and I said this to Rachel. So I watched the documentary. I Mm -hmm. saw the movie. I read all the things, right? And watching the two of you and your mom and that whole situation of the way you guys were raised and everything— If I wasn't so close to Rachel through the whole thing, Mm -hmm. like, there was a part of me watching it being like, okay, like, were you guys that much worse than what I was doing at 15? I mean, my brother's in jail right now Mm -hmm. for robbery. Like, Mm -hmm. we grew up with a lot of people that did a lot of stuff. I, too, am um, 12 years sober. Mm -hmm. and. Obviously, addiction and crime and all of that. So, when I was watching the documentary and able to separate from Rachel for a moment, I had a lot of compassion to the fact that, like, okay, they were fucking kids. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not m- diminishing the actual trauma that happened to the yeah. people, but I will say, like, if we sat down every burglar and every robber, they all have a story, right? Like Nick's reason to fit in at a certain point is like, yeah, so does everyone else who robs a home is looking for love or comfort or safety or support or whatever it is. Attention. Attention. And I think that that was the biggest thing I got from watching the documentary is what you guys were raised in in my opinion, and I'm not insulting your mom. I can insult my own mother Mm -hmm. um, for the way I was raised. But I think that the strive for fame and for property and prestige and being in the entertainment industry
3: from such a young age. I think that that's definitely the way that it looks in the documentary. But let me explain further. Okay. So my mom left the house when she was in eighth grade. Her dad was extremely emotionally unavailable. She had been raped and sexually assaulted multiple times. And her only value in the world was being a model. That was her only value. So she left the home and she went immediately to start working as a model in Chicago. And then when she was 16, she got a modeling contract in Tokyo and she left forever and she never came back. She just didn't. And while in Tokyo, she met rock stars and she had more horrific things um, uh, happened to her. And then she, and usually I can talk about this without crying. I don't know why I feel so emotional. Maybe just because
4: this is like a lot, but, yeah,
3: <laughs> you know, she moved to California and she met my dad who um, was this very, you know, he was the director of photography on Friends. He made half a million dollars a year. He was on The Nanny. He was, he was her saving grace. This was her second marriage, right? Her first, her, her brother died of an overdose right in front of her, um, when, when she was 16, right before she left. And, um, and her dad hated, her, like, just did not, could not, you know, he, he equated, Value to you do good in school, you know, he was very like old school and so she hated herself and so You know, she met my dad. She got married to him and he was a terrible alcoholic, you know, and he was violent and He had an affair and he left her with two young girls She was 18 months and I was
0: three. So you're both from those parents. Yeah, same parents
3: and It just kept getting more fucked up from there. I have an older well, I can't say who but you know, incest was taking place in our house. I began being raped when I was four. <sighs> again, I can always talk about this without big emotion, but I just can't today. Um and that while you, went don't, on need, for years. you yeah. don't
2: honestly you uh, don't uh, need to. That's what you're here for, is that so
3: you know, again, like I started to become out of control. Because I kept that secret for years and then we started being abused by my dad's girlfriends and by babysitters and and it was fucked up. And the the only thing my mom knew that she could do in order to provide, provide for <laughs> us was to get us into the industry that had paid her and kept her afloat this whole time. And so, again, we can't talk about my, in quotes, narcissistic mother that everyone hates. And we can't talk about the abuse and we can't talk about, you know, the things that transpired without giving context and and finding the nuance in all of this loud noise that everyone has opinions about. Because the truth is that, like, I love Brene Brown so much. And I remember listening to this talk where she's—and this was hard for me for years—where she talked about how everyone's doing the best they can. And I was like, that's not true. Fuck my mom. She could have gone to school for nursing, and she could have, you know, like, provided for us, and we wouldn't have had to be on food stamps before we got our show. We looked like we were some Calabasas kids. We were not. Not. We were literally on food stamps. Our father was homeless.
4: Yeah, our father was homeless for years. He was living out of our garage. It was so bad, you guys. And that's why we took the show because we needed the money. We didn't even want to do the How show. How did your dad
0: go from being the director <sighs> of photography? So he got fired. He, he got fired. punched someone <laughs> uh, he allegedly.
4: Allegedly, <laughs> he punched someone in the face, um high on you know cocaine and alcohol,
3: I'm sure, you know. And so you know, he he lost everything. My mom lost all of her income from him. She had no job. She was solely relying on on the money that he gave her every month. and And stuff just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And then, you know, my addiction started to— I started using opiates when I was, you know, I don't know, eighth grade. And by the time I was 17, I was a heroin addict, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so, again— you love your mom, huh? I love her so much, but they
4: still have a strange relationship. We have challenges.
0: Broad Ideas is sponsored by Living Proof. Let me tell you, my hair is Living Proof. That Living Proof really works. I have been using it for a decade. I'm not even kidding. My hair can get super frizzy. It's not cute. And there no frizz line makes my hair so smooth and silky and there's no frizz
2: you turned me on to it i sure did i went from living poof to living proof
0: (laughs) i'm serious i know and they really have a product for every hair type each living proof product is formulated to solve the toughest hair problems not conceal them there's no one-size-fits-all solution for all hair types and textures. That's why Living Proof develops game-changing formulations that are tailored to individual concerns, including frizz. Hello. Hello. Lack of volume and curl definition. Living Proof's award-winning formulas are proven to make hair look and feel healthier without sacrificing ingredient integrity. The Living Proof promise ensures that their formulas are free of silicones, harsh sulfates, and parabens. They're cruelty-free, color-safe, and safe for chemically treated hair. Mine. Live your best hair life with Living Proof. Visit livingproof.com slash ideas and use code ideas to get 10% off your first purchase. That's livingproof.com slash ideas. Code ideas for 10% off your first purchase. livingproof.com slash ideas. Code ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by article. Love article. Love article. My cozy green couch is from Article. Did you know that? I did know that. And it is very cozy and it is very pretty. It's gorgeous. It's like the perfect green cozy couch. Let me just say, I'm constantly wanting to change things and redo my house. With Article, they make it so easy. Not only can you get things shipped to you in really, really expedited time, but the price point.
2: Article is especially amazing for those of us who like to do an excessive amount of home shopping and moving. It's the perfect place to go for absolutely everything in your house.
0: It is. And also the style. They have everything from Scandinavian, sleek, minimalist design to boho, cozy, hippie vibes, which speak to my heart. Article combines the curation of a boutique furniture store with the comfort and simplicity of shopping online. Article's team of designers focuses on beautifully crafted pieces, quality materials, and durable construction. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more to claim visit article.com/ideas and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's a r t i c l e.com/ideas for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.
2: But I can hear in it that because when I bring that up, it's not to blame her. Of course. Like I grew up I grew up with all addicts Parents yeah. and family members and everything. And you know, it is what it is. Like yeah. that was the that yeah. was the hand you guys were yeah. dealt. For whatever yeah. reason and you were dealt that. But it
3: sounds to me like you do love her. Love her so much. And here's the thing, is like you know this because you're in recovery and you know, I don't know if you're in the rooms that I'm in, but they yeah. say, you know, we don't wish to shut the door on our past. And so and my years of recovery what I know to be true is that I wouldn't change it for the world Mm -hmm. none of it even you know people are like even so and so sexually abusing you starting when you were four I wouldn't because it cracked me open and it brought me to my knees to this place where I have this deep level of love and compassion to a degree that I didn't before and so when I said in the documentary you know that I'm so sorry for, and I think it got cut and that's unfortunate that that the blingering and going to jail and everything that transpired, what's the best thing that ever happened to me? I would not, you know, I would not be able to help people to the degree that I am today without it. And it should have never had to happen at the expense of somebody else.
4: And that's what I and said. And those two things can exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, I I also, I didn't know that you said that. Um, I also said that in the documentary and that, Our family healing and becoming healthy and my children and her children now get to live in a healthy, happy home. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sorry that it was at the expense of you and your beautiful family. And I wish that it hadn't been. I really do. But I can't take it back. And the lessons that I've received from that, you know, are irreplaceable.
0: I will tell you guys cuz we're sitting here right now in this space together. I I don't want to take away from what happened, right? If those other two were sitting here, I would have zero empathy or compassion. I can see and feel and hear everything you're saying. I have more I don't know if respect's the right word, but I have more of an understanding and i i am not a person that lives my life in um grudges, regret, negativity, any of that, right? So i let go of this shit a long time ago. Do i support it now? Do i watch the movies now? Do i ever no, no. Yeah. But i'm never a person that holds on to attachments in the negative space, right? And I don't want to take away from it. And then there's that part of me is like, well, you were only there that one night, and you just took jeans. Like, you know what I mean? But it doesn't take but away it doesn't from take away, it is. It doesn't take away, I'm not away saying that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not That's saying it- that it does, but I'm just talking to you because you guys did come here. Yeah. It's a very vulnerable position to be in. Um, it takes a lot to confront anything in your past that is uncomfortable in any way, right? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I was just,
2: remember how I was telling you the other day? I, we, my friends and I, and I think we just talked about this on the podcast. I'm only laughing because. One night we were somewhere and we started drinking and doing drugs really young and grew up in Los Angeles. So we understand the whole thing, you know. And one night we are at someone's house and they're like, take anything you want. And I ended up, I'm like, she took jeans. I took someone's mom that had been cremated and put in the <laughs> bag. And like... I don't feel any, like, guilt and remorse now. I gave her back. (laughs) But I did give her back. (laughs) But I'm like, yes, at the end of the day, like, where you're coming from, I hear, it is
0: genes. Right. Right. I'm not taking away from any of it. I know you're not. I know you're not. But I, like I said, if those other two were sitting here, they wouldn't be.
4: And it honestly, like— I didn't steal jeans from you. I stole your ability to feel safe in
0: your own home. Listen, I sold that house very quickly,
4: <laughs> <laughs> but still, like that's that's the pain that I sit with and. Uh,
2: but but and, I, why and, and do I, you
4: I, need to do that
2: though? Oh. What is that doing for you? What it's not doing shit for Rachel. I'm so I glad know, you asked this because I've told her this. I'm like, and honey, we need to heal. I'm <laughs> so
4: hard on myself. She that is, is not I am so hard on myself. Helpful, I know, but you know, it's. It, uh, I do need to forgive myself.
2: It, it's, babe. You were
4: fifteen. I know everyone you were 15 says that, but I'm like, old. I was fifteen. But you know, I had been through a lot in my life, and I was very emotionally mature. And I, uh, it, it's hard for me to just. I have a, a really big sense of integrity. And when that happened, it was like, you know, I've been going over in my kitchen while I'm doing dishes. What what is going to happen, you know? And this like little voice came into my head, and it was so sad. She was like the little girl who had hated Christensen all over her binder. Oh. was not. The girl who was in your home, and where did that little girl go? And what's sad is, is that she was robbed of a childhood, you know. And my mom shouldn't have let me out at a club at fifteen. What Listen, the fuck? We, we were we you, were in the
0: same spot. We grew up in L.A. Yeah. I was at yeah. clubs at fifteen. So I, I was drunk. I was doing like all of
4: it. We it was the yeah. same. It wasn't her fault, you know. But uh, but I'm somebody be kind. Had, yeah. you have to
0: be kind to that little girl, and I know. that's something I'm I doing have parts learned work on it. <laughs> you have to, and you have a little girl, right? Yeah. So you have to be, and now like we're turning this into like therapy. Well, whatever. that's but what we fucking do. We I can't know, help but look, it. it's just we're humans it, it, at the end of the day. We are humans at the end of the day, but you have to be kind to that little girl. And I want to tell you, you were fucking 15 years old. I let go of that shit so long ago. You need well, that to makes you
4: feel good because I came here and I was like, "Cammy, yeah, I mean, you're just you're gonna get through this," and then it's done. And then I was like, "Wow, you're such a selfish bitch." Maybe it's not done for her. It's, you're
3: too hard on yourself. I
4: know you are. Yeah. Being I'm sorry. Really hard I'm on sorry. Yourself. Well, thank you, but it, it it's hard. It's hard.
0: I get it. And look, you obviously have remorse and all of that for going into the house and taking the things, and and I see that. Okay. I, this whole concept, like this bling, where the fuck did the name come from? I don't know, actually. Well, you, uh, did you I, guys call yourself that? Oh, oh no. God.
4: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like to uh, your gang? No, no, we tried to run from. The- so
3: that's, it's a common misconception. Like Gabby and I really did only know Nick for a three month period of time. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, They had been robbing houses long before we met them and long and after. Long after and i mean it definitely was the media um and then it kind of blew up because of my show and then that article that came out th- in vanity fair and i think you know the the movie then eventually was based on the article which became a book by the same writer and 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 it, so the vanity fair <laughs> the coined van- it bling ring or what i'm not it was someone in the media and and I believe it was the writer of that article, Nancy Joe, because then she wrote a book titled The Bling Ring, and then she sold that to Sofia Coppola to make the movie um, The Bling Ring, which I never understood. Yeah, glorified it
2: in yeah, a way I that was never was understood. Not yeah, not chill, and not, and also one of the things that I'm sorry is the truth about the situation from my perspective is that you got pinned as the face of it because of a reality show Well, beyond that it's also her her face she was she was a beautiful young girl and it made a fucking story you know what i mean like i'm sorry but nick wouldn't have made as compelling but, of a
0: story
3: that. and that was my whole argument with like the article, you know, obviously that moment became like a reality TV moment. It's still good. Something that's replayed to this day. And everyone's like, oh my God, you're crying over something that's so stupid. And I said, no, I'm crying because it's true that like, it wasn't Nick Prugo wore a Louis Vuitton coat into court and Ranway walked down the aisles. Like, this is what, how they were talking about me. Alexis wore six-inch Louis Vuitton heels. And of course, we all now know that I was not wearing Louis Vuitton heels to court. But it was this picture that was painted that sensationalized this moment and made, once again, a young female girl. And I and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a victim based off of what I did, but of the media spin of this. And, and it became this sensationalized thing because I agree that I was a conventionally pretty young girl who had a reality show and sex sells. It, the story of Nick and Rachel, two kids from Calabasas robbing celebrities, would have been in the news for two seconds. It would have never gone anywhere. And what happened was, yes, this writer specifically Mm -hmm. ran with this and blew it up to the degree that it was blown up to in order to profit as much as possible off of me and off of the story as a, as a whole. And, um, and, you know, and so going back to like, you know, it's been 10 years and we're offered this opportunity with Netflix to do this documentary. And again, Netflix, I do feel like, really gave some context and some clarity, and they did a great job with with that part of it. Like, I wholly yeah. agree. And I think the reason why it's still being talked about today is because, for one, there was never any, like, closure or, like, you know, real, like, what happened. And and I think
0: everyone deserves to have that closure to whatever. Why were the people that were robbed? Why? Why were they? How were they picked and why? Do you know? No
4: you know but i could give some context into it um i don't know why but i know how i know that he would um stock their homes stock what they were going to do um, on social media. On social media. And then he would find times when they was weren't social media there. around them. I know I wasn't on it. Yeah, but it was like more like Perez Hel- yeah, Hilton.
0: Yeah, exactly. and, Her- and Hilton. things TMC.
3: like that. Yeah. I will say I do believe the reason why you were targeted was solely because you were the same size and, and kind of an an idol of Rachel's. And I think that that's, you know, Rachel was really in it for the clothes and the things. I believe Nick was really in it because he wanted uh, Rachel's like approval and love and also for the things and he... Where did know, all
0: the things go? Did they personally keep them? Um,
3: some of them were kept. Rachel allegedly took a lot of the stuff to Las Vegas when the arrest started happening and we don't know what happened with the stuff after that. I know Orlando Bloom got almost all of his possessions back. Um, I know that Paris Hilton got a lot of her possessions back. I'm, but So I, I was don't, the
0: only one. I
3: don't know... <laughs> I don't know what, you know, I know they pawned a lot. I know they sold a lot.
4: Yeah, I, that's something that I do know is that um, f- from documentation that in he would take documents. things to Venice Boardwalk and just sell them.
2: Was Rachel's house the only house you were involved in? Yes. So both of you went into one house, Orlando Bloom and Rachel's. Yes.
0: And you went in one time to Orlando's house? Yes.
3: Yeah, And I took a Louis Vuitton, a um, uh, computer bag in one dress, and Nick, you know, states that in the documentary that he and Rachel had planned to basically go in and take all of the. So I went in for drug money to get as much as I could to supply my habit because at that point, my opiate addiction was really bad. And, um, they basically had planned on either going in before it's not clear in the documentary, but they, they basically had already taken all of the Rolexes, all of the expensive things out of his home before, um, I was
4: there. So we didn't, um, okay, actually, I don't know much about yours. I wasn't supposed to go there. Wait, did you guys watch the documentary?
2: Cuz you both keep saying I didn't know that. I'm like, I, didn't I know the, all this. I didn't watch the documentary. Watching the documentary. I've never
4: watched Pretty Wild, which is my own television okay. show, and I've never wa- and I didn't watch the documentary because okay. <sighs> things I'll say not on podcast, but um Cuz you were cut out of it. Yeah, I was really upset. Um but she was very upset. I that was that really got upset, you know, and I'm not allowed to talk about it. So I'm no, not. No, we can talk about why it got cut out. We just can't. Right. I can't explain my feelings towards it. So, um,
0: you can't, what? why? You, why?
3: You can. It's just. Are you like under contract that <laughs> you're not allowed to say how you feel? No, she can say how she feels. I think that she had. I think she's processing some anger and upset that was a little bit displaced and we've had conversations about that that you know it, it eventually i get th- triggered
4: by by like producers um, yeah, and directors who try and pull things from you sure. that aren't there and uh, i mean at 15 like i was put in a bra a lace bra on camera okay and i spent the entire morning on the phone with lawyers Trying to explain why I shouldn't be in a lace bra on international television at 15.
0: You're talking about on the reality show? On my show, reality show. show. Like, things she's like a, that. She's got trauma tri- from yeah, the Yeah, yeah, they
4: trigger me. So, I don't like to, you know, I don't like to watch any of it. Anyways, um, I was not supposed to go to your home via Rachel. Like, w- the night that we went there, the only thing that was said to me was, you can't tell Rachel I took you here. You're not supposed to be here. Tess isn't supposed to be here. We were not... um, Like, that was him and Rachel's Rachel's thing, ritualistic thing. Yes. Just, like, going to my house
0: continuously.
3: Going to everyone's house. house. They went to Paris Hilton's house, I think, the same amount of times. So, it was just
0: those two mainly doing all of it. Yeah.
4: It was their weird ritual thing. Yes. I'm not going to go too far because... Anyways, um,
0: were they doing seances in these houses? I they? have no idea. You know, I didn't what? know that Just,
4: they pooped in your house. Like, oh, I well, I think I mind.
0: only know that because someone said that she said it in an article. It, so she said she got from, so
2: comfortable that she shit in her house. That's okay, see,
0: confusing. yeah, I didn't know any of those things. Yeah. So
4: I just like I said, I I don't know too much about what happened in your home. I just know what happened when I was there, how I entered your mm-hmm. home and that I ended up with four bags of jeans. Right. That's all I know.
3: Yeah. It's um it's unfortunate that a lot got cut out of the documentary, but we're happy that we're able to sit here and to have this conversation and At the end of the day, it came down to, like, legality issues. It became a he said, she said. As we were saying, Gabby did go to Tess prior to us deciding to take part in this film. And we told her our intentions of taking part in the film and why we wanted to do it. And um, I also empathize with Tess. Like, that's really scary to have this come out. I know because I went through it, right? Very publicly. Is she out
0: there saying that she wasn't involved? And so... But you were there with her. Yeah.
4: So this is what happened. Yeah, it was
0: really fucked up. So I
4: went and did the interview and I like spiel everything. I'm crying my eyes out and this is what triggered me is I got the question back at me. Are you sure that you went in that house that night? And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? And um, he goes, I just need you to confirm with me right now that it was you, Tess, and Nick. And I go, okay. It was me, Tess, and Nick. And then I didn't think anything of it because I was like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, I, I wasn't thinking, oh, Nick must have lied. And so then a few, maybe a month later when Alexis did her interview, she calls me and she says that um, – Nick said in his interviews that it was Alexis, him and I, who went and that I stayed in the car and that Alexis and him went inside and robbed your house, um, sorry, the night that I was there. So he put Alexis
2: there instead of
3: Tess. And so Tess knew before she must have contacted Nick Nick. and Nick, and Nick protected her in the same way before. Cause originally in Nick's testimony to the police, he says that Tess and him robbed your house. And then she was arrested the same day that I was. And so was Gabby. We were all taken for questioning. And we all all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, they too don't have anything, but I have my charge. And Nick retracted his statement to the police and said that he misunderstood and that it wasn't Tess and Gabby. And so, you know, Gabby goes and does her interview. Nick's done his interview first. I'm sitting down with the producer and all of a sudden he goes, you know, this is really hard for me, but I have to, you know, get clarity on this. Did you rob Rachel Bilson's house with Gabby and Tess? And I lost it. I lost it because, like, I've already been the face of this thing. I've already been called every name in the book. I've already been, you know, I'm like here. I am trying to just own it and to move on and to do what's right. And once again, like, the, the basically the truth isn't coming out, and I'm sick of it. Like, I'm sick of having to lie. And, and it's hard because we get a lot of pushback from, you know, fans of Tess and Nick that are like, you guys just are relentless towards her. She's she's living in Wisconsin. She's got this quiet life. Like everyone should just leave her alone. You guys are so mean by bringing her into this. And here's the thing. It's like, no, w- there's a purpose to this. That We're not doing this to hurt anybody we're trying to do this to set right what was wrong and to show people that even if you've made massive mistakes you know i sit down i i work with women in aa who have been charged with manslaughter like i've women who have abused their children i mean i i personally you know don't believe that anybody is not worth he- healing and redemption like i don't believe anyone's really gone too far to be treated with respect and kindness some and, people have like people that like kill children
2: and stuff like that. I mean, I'm like
3: I will not forgive the th- them. I but, get, I get it. But here is the thing: like, why do they do that? I mean, when you you sure, have sure, to sure. look at like, we have to choose nonviolence, period, because violence is what keeps perpetuating this sickness in our culture. And so, my intention and Gabby's intention by taking part in the film and by by exposing the truth of what happened was never to hurt Tess. It was never to do anything that was like directly to harm her. But we did what we felt was right. And public opinion is going to be what public opinion is. That's
0: just the way that it is. Let me ask this because now a lot of people feel that a lot of this and you guys and the other people involved, a lot of it's for attention and fame, right? Yeah. And coming off of a reality show that you guys were on Mm -hmm. um, and whatever the other people were doing. I don't know. But that's a lot of what surrounds this is fame and attention. Mm
4: -hmm. If you watch Pretty Wild, you'll see how much I hated being on that show. I hated every minute of being on that show. I never watched it. It was torment when people did. I have never wanted to be famous. I have never had an Instagram account trying to publicize myself and I never will because that's just not who I am. I don't want to tag from you. I told my sister, she was like, what if they ask you to publicize it? And I said, well, I have a really hard time doing that because yes, I don't want to come off as somebody who wants people to, to get, I don't want to have people think I need views. I don't care about receiving love from the public that way. I came here strictly for my amends to you and I hope that it ends here in this room and that I don't have to ever um, I don't have to ever bring this up again. I I don't even watch, I can't even turn on the Netflix app right now because seeing it in the top 10 is not it's humiliating. It's humiliating. I did what I did because you deserved it. That's why I went and said, I'm going to rip off this band aid and tell the truth because that's what you deserved. You deserve to see me humiliate myself for everyone to see and for it to be done. And that was my apology. There's a. There's no fame-seeking from me.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's absurd to for anyone to say, you know, and that's what Nick is saying right now, that Gabby wants her 15 minutes now too, and that's why she's doing this, which couldn't be further from the truth. And, you know, um, for me, it really, I understand why people have that opinion and that perspective. And when I um, went into treatment when I was 19, I said I would never, ever return to the media space ever, ever, ever again. And, um, you know, I kept my head down for years. I went back to school to become a counselor. I opened a drug and alcohol and mental health facility with my now ex-husband. We were married for 10 years and I had my first daughter. And uh, about three years ago, I just felt called to talk about addiction, to talk about mental health, to talk about crime to talk about all of the things that I'm sitting here and discussing with you guys today. And, you know, and I personally feel like that my experience should be used for something good. And it should be used to be able to have these conversations and to show up in really vulnerable and uncomfortable places and and to do so. And I chose to do so publicly. And so, yeah, I get how people can have that opinion 100%. But I'm not out there, you know, trying to be the next like Tana Mojo or like whatever. Like I'm here to show up authentically and to create content and to participate in content that hopefully inspires people and helps people heal. And I know that I've been successful at doing that, you know.
2: Did you want to be famous when you were younger? Was that one of your driving forces
3: when you were young? No, I I think you'll understand this. I just wanted to keep the party going. That was really it for me. It was mm-hmm. like everyone's got. If I'm out, people have heroin, people have cocaine, people have alcohol. You know, I was young and pretty and dumb. I should, you know, sixteen years old on at rooftop bars. I, you know, getting. Again, blackout drunk, sexually assaulted by like really powerful men in LA and Hollywood. Like that life is not something that you want. And of course, the idea of having a reality show is exciting. I'm not gonna lie about that. Like right. I don't the, we don't want hello, you to like that. Yeah. I mean, anybody who's like, you know, here's 150 grand for a show, like, you know, let's ha- you know, be your wild selves and get paid for it. That doesn't suck. Um But, you know, I had no idea like what was coming in my life. And again, it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to me. And now I just feel like, you know, part of my living amends was dedicating my life to being of service to others. And that's really what I've spent the last 11 years doing, I've probably helped several thousand people at this point get sober. And I have 11 incredible sponsees. And I, you know, like I said, the treatment center and all of the things. It's a lot. But a lot of them are through the steps and like have multiple years of sobriety. So like, it's not like I'm taking everyone through the steps
4: at once. But... And even my mom, my mom now um, (sighs) helps people get sober. I'm so proud of her. And she helps Is she sober? No. She's... well, she's a life coach, right? She,
3: yeah. she she's. What was amazing was this, that she woke up to how fucked up she was a, as a parent and went to therapy and went to school um, to help people in the same way that I did. So I decided I was going to help addicts and she decided she was going to help parents. And I know this is crazy, but she's actually killing it. Really good <laughs> at helping parents see how fucked up they are because yeah. she just relates to them. She's like...
1: You that know, me. she's
3: on the phone with this woman. She's like, Deborah, I get it. You want to <laughs> kill her. I was right there. But really, she's acting out in this way because she has an attachment issue. And she doesn't feel like she's loved and safe and able to and connect. And that's your fault. And that's your <laughs> fault because you weren't there for her as a child and the way that she needed it. And I'm sitting there listening to her going, who are you? Like She's amazing. She really is. And so, yeah. you know, I don't know. I feel like sometimes, you know, like it says in the book book, like you, you have to have someone who's been there to be able to kind of guide you out of it. And she's pretty great at doing that. She is. So, so it sounds like the two of you are on
2: opposite ends of the couch, right? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like where you sit today, I can hear the self-forgiveness in what you're experiencing and where you're at in your life. And I don't hear that from
4: you. Yeah. And I was just about to say, you know, my mom and my sister have done so much more work than I have because I wasn't even willing to. Yeah. I wasn't even willing to um, to acknowledge all of my shit. I wanted to bury it until Alexis came to me in 2020 and said, I'm doing this documentary with or without you. And I, my husband, no one knew.
0: Nobody no one knew. knew. No one has ever known this until you and I knew. said that. Yeah, I knew. Tess knew. That, that was, was it. it. Not and we, what about Nick? Nick, Nick? No. and,
3: and, and, and Nick. Nick
0: and Nick. Yeah. Um. No one knew. So then, why were you brought in for questioning? And
4: I wasn't brought in for questioning. Really. Um. I was told by my lawyer that the police had gotten. Um. A testimony from Nick that we were at one of the homes. Oh right,
0: you said so. Originally, Nick did say you yes. and yes were there, and then that and then was he it. retracted. So then
4: I just lawyered up, and then within a few days, it was done. There was no you other... you weren't arrested. No, and there were no other you were
0: arrested. You served time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
3: um, how much? I was sentenced to six months at Linwood Correctional Facility with a six-year suspension over my head, and um four years of probation. And I did like 36 days, got out, relapsed immediately, um, violated my probation. And by the grace of God, I'll always say his name, Judge Peter Espinoza, because that DA was ready to send just send me off to prison. And the judge was like, She's detoxing from heroin. She's so sick. This girl is nineteen. She needs to go to treatment, not. So the judge was like, "I'll give you one chance: a year in treatment, three years of probation. If you violate anything, it's going to be the six years." The best thing that ever happened to me saved our family. Like set into motion Mm -hmm. the ability for all of us to heal and for our children and all of that stuff. But. I will say this, you know, because we've had this conversation about Tess too. People are like, well, Tess just wants to live a quiet life, leave her alone. Like you're out there publicly. There's no right or wrong here. There's no I'm better than you or you're better than me. The bottom line is I personally feel that we don't heal unless we take radical responsibility for our actions. We accept who we are and what we've done. And we show up authentically. And just because her way of showing up right now for herself is that and this Was is she mine, in the documentary? No. No. That doesn't mean that either of us are like right or wrong. And yeah, Gabby is a couple of years into starting this healing journey, and we're working together and and having really deep conversations about, you know, we're both doing um we've been doing for a long time internal family systems work. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that um reparenting, somatic healing, mm. all of these things that are just like crucial. I, and she's just beginning. Well, this I'd journey. like to say,
4: yeah, I put off the work because then I had to come to terms with hating myself. So, you know, I wanted to pretend like none of it happened. So for so many years, I just, I would smoke weed. This is like so ridiculous. I would smoke weed and get really paranoid and just say in my house in my head over and over again, "I robbed Rachel Wilson's house," and just say it over again and be so afraid that it was gonna just come out of my mouth.
0: Oof. To her husband. To she my kept husband. It like so, you. Like, I I lived with this secret, secret this for whole 10 time. years. Like I kn- but like why? I don't understand
4: because why. Because it was so shameful. Like I, were you think afraid of going to love jail? Her? No.
3: Did no. everyone
0: else go to jail that yeah, was involved? Yeah, so Rachel— yeah. And I would like tested to say this. Tested
3: Tested She, no, tested she, she never got charged. charged. The bottom line is this, and this is, you know, I know that you have your intense feelings and you have every right to them, and I don't know if this is going to be helpful or not, but, um, you know, it's very clear that, you know, Nick— it's based you know just based off what I've seen in the documentary and his continued behavior since you know and I asked him in a, a text exchange between me and miles to tell the truth who's miles miles was the director of the documentary okay. and I spoke to him and I was like tell the tr- like this is ridiculous just tell be honest like right. what you know and so he's he's at the place that he's at in his journey and that's okay and that's his journey. But I would like to say this because I actually ran into Rachel. This is a fucking weird story. So I never saw Rachel... I never really knew Rachel beforehand. I knew her... I saw her obviously partook in the burglary that night and then I never had a... um Contact with her ever again, right? She went on, she did her trial, she went to prison, I believe, for three years. Mm-hmm. She served, served three, three years, years of Dang prison it. time, federal, like not federal, like prison, prison, like hardcore, right? but I will say this. I ran into Rachel. I was getting my hair done at this uppity salon in downtown LA. And I go in for my first consultation. It's this guy, I have super thick, crazy curly hair. And it's this guy that specializes in this. I waited so long for this appointment. My sister's there. And I say to my sister, I go, that's, that's Rachel Lee in the corner over there. And she goes, no, Alexis, that's not Rachel Lee. And I go, it is. That's Rachel Lee. And she goes, Alexis, that's impossible. There's no way that she's working as some stylist assistant in LA. And I said, yes, it is. I'm telling you. So anyway, I, I sit down, talk to the stylist about what I'm hoping for my hair. I go to get my hair washed. And he goes, my, my assistant's going to come in and wash your hair in a second. And I, my head's back in the bowl. And my eyes are closed because the bright light's overhead. I open my eyes and it's Rachel. Oof. That sounds like
0: a horror movie. And yeah,
3: <laughs> I sat there and, and she was like, hi, I'm Rachel. Nice to meet you. And I looked at her and I go, it's okay. I'm not going to say anything. Let's talk, you know, after all of this is done. And so I go through the whole haircut. I just pretend that I've never met her. And I stand outside with her after and I said, I'd love to connect with you and just to see where you're at. And, and, you know, and, in my very therapeutic love, you know, very empathetic, very, all of the things. And she said, okay, you know, so she's, she's built this, she went to school. She's she's trying to rebuild her life. She's staying on the straight and narrow. She's not doing drugs or anything anymore. She's just like really got her shit together, which is impressive because I'm sorry, if you go to prison for three years. That's really, really hard to do. And having to sit with the weight of all of the mess that you've made, like it's tough. And um, then this Netflix opportunity got presented. And originally, it was supposed to be me sitting down with Rachel and basically having a heart to heart about like what happened. Because I didn't know, right? Like I have never even talked to this woman before. I got a call from Rachel and she was in tears and she goes, I just don't know how you do it, Alexis. I just don't know how you face it. I don't know how you let the weight of all of that. It feels like it's you know, and I'm I'm crying because I know that the weight of this, the fear of this, the pressure of this, the depression of this, the anxiety of this, the, you know, the impact of this, the weight of this. And she goes, I don't think I can do it. I don't think I'm ready. I feel like I'm just going to be crushed under the weight of all of this. And I don't think I can do it. And I said, I respect your decision. And she bowed out. So she's not in the documentary. She's not either. in the documentary, and she just was like, "I, I don't think she's like I'm just getting on my feet again, and I, and I haven't even she's just, she's just beginning healing." She was saying from serving her in time and all of the things, and she was just like, "I can't." And her boss didn't even know. He knows now all all of the details, but she came clean to him about who she was and all of the things. But whole I mean it was heavy there for a second I was like girl like I can't I can show you how I've done it but I can't get you through like this is it because it really is it's a solo mission it's like a dark night of the soul like you have to turn over every stone and look at everything. And so I respect like where she's at on her healing journey too, because you guys have both been through heavy things. You know how hard it is to face them and you know the freedom and relief that's on the other side. And I wish I could show her that. I wish I could show every person suffering that, that there's freedom on the other side, but I don't, I don't know if she'll get there. I mean,
4: you, you tried to tell me for years And I just still wasn't ready. Like, I was still so afraid. I'm still so afraid of when my mother in law hears this. Yeah. I mean,. Of what her family is going to think of me and and But
0: they already know that your family was obviously involved in they, this but bling not, and all of that. Well, like that's not
4: new news.
3: No, but I was definitely pinned as the black sheep, mm-hmm. the problem child, the identified patient. Yeah, oh, she's right. the problem, everyone else is fine. You right. know, like it and that's never the case, right? Like it's a family disease, it's a family dysfunctional thing. And so, you know. But but here's the thing is you're keeping that
2: part of yourself trapped. Yeah. It's not them. It's not how anyone. Because once you come to terms yes. with the truth of who you are as a human being outside of that incident. Like that was an incident. Yeah. Right? We can't be tethered to incidents the rest of no. our lives. And you're holding yourself to that. Yeah. And you're choosing to suffer over it. And it's not setting Rachel free or Paris Hill. These people are setting themselves free doing their own work, yeah. right? And the minute that you go into forgiving yourself for this, because you're not serving anyone, yeah. the moment you own that, you can look anyone in the face yeah. and say what you did and own it with dignity and integrity because you don't have to tether yourself to a mm-hmm. 15-year-old version yeah. of yourself anymore.
4: And that's, So this morning my mom calls me and she's like, can you do an exercise with me? And, you you know, me being me, I'm like, oh God, okay, no. But then I was like, (laughs) no, you're going to do it. Open up a little bit, Gabby. So I do the exercise and we get to the end and she goes, so what's the mantra? And I said, it just like clicked. And I said, I'm not that little girl anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it was like, that was my aha moment. Like I have not had that yet. I mean, mm-hmm. and I still, I have so much to do on my healing journey. And I know that um, outside of this, mm-hmm. you know? um, But thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be here because you, uh, <laughs> so wrong, I feel like, but you are, you're helping me move past my own shit. And
0: um, I- I hope so because I have to tell you, like I said, I let the actual incidents go so long ago. And it's so important for you and as a mother that you fully let go. Because now you are not that little girl. You have your little girl. And it's so important because it's not going to do any good. And it's not going to make you feel good. And there's no point really to hold on to something that... Even if you're worried because it was me or I'm telling you, I let it go so long ago. And I want you to know that. Thank you. And there's obviously, it'll always be triggering for me when the bling ring comes up or another fucking thing comes out and it's glorified in any way because people were really personally affected by these incidents. Mm-hmm. And it is more about violation than the actual things taken. Sure, some very sentimental things, but it's, important to move forward in life. And forgiveness to a certain degree is always the best way and the best move. Because why hold on to those things that make you feel really shitty? Yeah.
2: And also that's what... Do you have a daughter, or a son? I have a son and a daughter.
0: Right. And yeah. so one of my favorite things
2: is more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. So you can teach them anything under the sun. That's not how we learn. Mm-hmm. We learn by... Watching.
0: Yeah, which is and why I'm here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure your husband, once you came clean, did he? I mean, you know no, what I mean? He like he was
4: so I mean he's just the best. but just
0: see the reactions you're getting to it. So it's all these things that you're building up inside yourself yeah. that don't need to be there. Totally. And and
4: it's true, but um
0: I'm sorry those other people are are saying no, you're no, no, lying. No, 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 no. I know that's the hard part of it. That's shitty because you're just being honest. No other reason than to just be honest. That, Why would that, someone that make that up? I don't understand that that thing that, But so that doesn't even affect me
4: that much. Uh, yeah. It's just because of my own personal trauma, since I was a little girl, I have not been accepted. And uh, so I've tried to people-please my whole life. Mm-hmm. And so then I do the worst thing. As a human, in my opinion, right, to somebody else. And then I feel like I have Scarlet Letter. Like I already had a Scarlet Letter because I came from the Nyers family. (laughs) And then, uh, I mean, and then, (laughs) and then I do something so awful and I've already just been hated. Yeah. My, and I have been hated. My entire life by the community that we lived in because we didn't fit in because this and that. So you know, you just isn't it interesting though? And I would
3: just offer this to you, Gabby. And this is just my lived experience that the things and the belief systems that we develop in early childhood, the things that that imprint on us, we continuously in our adult lives or in late, late teen years or whatever it might be, are presented with these situations which then reaffirm our belief system or the of thing course. that happened. And the only way to heal them is to look at them and to go within and to get clear on, you know, that you made a mistake, you're not a mistake. This is what happened. This is what we can do to set it right, and then to let go of that, so that way we don't have to keep bringing in experiences in our lives that reaffirm those belief systems that we've developed about ourselves. And so, I would just offer to you here now: you've made an amends, you've said you're sorry, you've owned up to your part. You again, you're not a mistake. You made a mistake. You you don't. Don't need to have some scar letter just because some people are gonna have opinions about this, and you have every ability and right to have this closure and to move on. And I would just offer that to you because it's too heavy to carry this for the rest of your life. It's it a just lot of is. energy. Yeah. I'm telling
0: you, it doesn't need to be you there. Don't like need I. To- have- I'm fine. I have a beautiful mm. child. I have a beautiful home. I have things in it that I will not let you guys ever see. <laughs> <laughs> but like, no, I'm just saying like, I let it go a long time ago. I appreciate so. that.
4: And and honestly, I I know that this will be such a huge turning point in my life. Good. Um, And I'm thankful that you have given us this opportunity because You know, so parts of me still feel like that little girl, you know, and I know that I hold on to her because I feel guilt and shame. And, um, you know, even when when we did the live, I was like, oh, you know, I can't forgive myself. I can't. It's just because part of me also feels like if I forgive myself, then I'm losing some sort of integrity. I don't know. Anyways, I am going to continue to do the work. I will never stop the work. And... I'm grateful for it as well. And
2: also self-forgiveness doesn't let you off the hook, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're allowed to forgive yourself and then still be in integrity with that choice. Just because you forgive yourself doesn't mean you're going to do it again or doesn't mean that you're condoning what you did, you know? There's been things in my life when I was drinking, like, and I've talked about this, like slept with people that I shouldn't have that really hurt people. And it's like that. <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> Shut up. I know what you're thinking. But like the the punishment I gave to myself at a certain point, I had to free myself mm-hmm. of. And if anyone wants to be still mad at that, that's their work. Right. And the truth too, is that like the story of being hated is that 15 year old story, right? And I'm a firm believer of yes, you are not that little girl anymore, but that little girl needs you yeah. as this version more than it needs anything in the world. And so it's not about, I am not that person anymore, get rid of her. It's, can you now be the woman and the mom that can look at her mm-hmm.
0: and be like, babe, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Yeah. So true. And there's a lot of like outside opinions and voices. And I can relate to that even with doing this interview where like even my mom was like, What? You know, because her <laughs> ring was stolen, right? And and I and then she comes back because she's a very spiritual, enlightened woman, and was like, no, forgiveness is the most important thing, right? Like you don't there's feelings and there's things surrounding things. And even like people might, you know, w- there might be noise, but it's really just about it's your choice and it's yeah. it's your actions. And that's all that matters.
4: Yeah. And I mean, truthfully, I won't hear any of the noise because I don't... I mean, I participate in social media in a very small little bubble. Um, but yeah, the outside opinion doesn't matter. Truthfully, the only thing that has ever mattered to me is is you and the way that I um, affected your life. And, and, and that's all that's ever mattered to me. And that's all that... I've held on to, you know, and obviously I knew that doing this, I was probably going to get a lot of scrutiny, which is so weird that I'm not. I don't
0: see it as, I don't, doing this actual moment? No, no,
4: no, 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 uh, confessing to this and then to have it be taken back. It it, it was just so weird. It's like, I'm trying to own it and I'm not being allowed to own it.
0: Well, you are. You're sitting here right now now with the only fucking
4: person that matters in this incident. Right.
0: So it doesn't matter what anyone else says. So I want to tell you, I do appreciate it. And I hope you can let it go now. Because you're a good person, Rachel. I was going to say,
3: like, I just want to acknowledge the amount of strength of, I mean, everyone in this room, but especially you. Because, you know, I... I can't imagine, you know, I I recently was in a really challenging situation where one of my perpetrators came back into my life and um, I couldn't face them. I mm-hmm. had, I left, I couldn't do it. and um, And I know how difficult that is. And I just want to thank you for being able to sit in the discomfort of this and to be so open-minded and so graceful. And it's just honestly incredible and i I'm just I'm honored to have had this conversation and and you know I'm proud of Gabby and I'm I'm glad that Rachel has someone as supportive and and in her corner as you it's a really
0: beautiful thing to witness thank you i I really do appreciate all of that and I have to tell you guys you get older. I have been through some shit in my life man and there's nothing you can't
3: survive-huh yeah. I agree. Maybe that's the takeaway for everyone on this podcast. There is nothing you can't survive. It's true.
2: There is. And and also I think it brings a real attention to the fact that like, you know, what the media does, what press does, all of that can be incredibly damaging and toxic. And, you know, there's so many young girls that look up to that and they're like, I just want to be famous and Instagram. And it's like, there's a real mental health issue that's attached to that, that needs to be discussed. And it takes people like you guys in the public eye to bring some sort of humanity to the situation and not just let it be this like glamorized, you know, media story, Mm -hmm. but really a story of humans forgiving themselves and others.
0: Yeah. I will continue to not Watch anything or read anything, but I do feel better today. At least having sat down and had this conversation. So thank you for coming and being open. And Gabby, I really do hope you start to move forward. Thank you, thank you. I, I will. (laughs)
4: Yeah, do it. (laughs) I will.
2: No, do it for your daughter, because you know what? It's not about Rachel anymore. She's she's freed you of that. And don't you feel some sort of? Do you feel relief?
4: I do. I do. And and then, you know, there's that part of me that's like, oh, well, that's selfish. But yeah, I need to do the work. Outside well, we're going to keep doing yeah. some reprogramming yeah. around this stuff. And I know I need to. I know yeah. I need to. And I know when I'm in here, I probably look like this scared little girl. But outside of this, you know, I am a mother and a wife and so much more than this experience. Um, And I'm I'm grateful for I am grateful for who I am. I know I'm a good person. I love me. I do. I just that part of me it needs she needs some love too. Yeah.
0: So, there
2: you go. That's the truth and you know I feel like you're lucky that you had this opportunity today. Yeah. Because that must be a fucking horrible thing to hold on to for that many years. Yeah.
4: When Alexis got the DM and it said would you like to come on? The first thing that came out of my mouth was I I really want to go. And she said, okay, well, hold on. Let's just see. And I said, please, like, please, I want to go. I need to go. So thank you.
0: That was your first. That, yeah, you're welcome. Now, when you ran into Rachel, was she wearing a Chanel bag? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> no, no she's kidding.
3: good. She's <laughs> very simple, simple life, simple woman now. And, you know, um, mm. I I hope everyone heals that's and the I'm thing. I'm really is, sorry really you didn't do. get your
0: things back. I am. Yeah, I'm yeah. kind of now hearing that everyone got their shit back. Well, I'm I not know everyone, back, but man. most people.
4: I, yeah. I'm really sorry that that happened. I really
0: am, and it I'm, must I'm sorry that I gave shit. your
4: jeans to Goodwill. I am.
0: You know what? Hearing that they went there feels a little bit better.
4: Can
2: someone else just flaunt
4: them? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I never. I never. I never fit in your shit. <laughs> uh, the second that I even saw them at my house, I was like, "I'm not a 23."
0: <laughs> no, oh my god! I know they're really teeny. But I was, I was a size five shoe before having my kid, and that I didn't understand. I was like, "Who the fuck is wearing the a size, size five, five Rachel? shoe?" <laughs> does, does she have a
3: size five? She does, Rachel. Right? Yeah, she's she's, a, very small she's a very petite. So that's very small girl. Mystery us. solved.
0: Fuck,
2: man. I know.
0: Whatever. I like. Uh, you know.
2: Anyway. Okay. Rob, is there anything you'd like to add?
3: What, did he just mumble back there? He just... Rr, so, I mean, he gave
1: the thumbs a, up. No, we're, we're good.
3: Okay. Thank you. Uh,
0: jer- sharing a microphone with someone, you don't think you could catch so,
1: something? Let's, let's start this with yeah, this. With we just this. finished... Rachel doesn't like to share microphones ever.
0: I don't like to share anything. Do you know my biggest pet peeve? Can we switch seats?
2: It's her eye. It's my wandering eye. Please, because I want to
0: be able to look at you and I can't.
1: Mm, That one's so dirty though. I don't really want.
0: You guys, I'm serious though. We're gonna start with this germ thing because it came up. My biggest pet peeve is when I have a boyfriend, partner, whatever. And yeah, that's the worst. And they are willing. I <laughs> hate partners. I hate
1: having a boyfriend or And they partner, whatever. want
0: to or ask to or ever willing to share my toothbrush.
1: Yeah, that's disgusting.
0: That's disgusting. We've talked about this, haven't we? I don't think we so. We have because no. we don't like it when people eat our cereal. No. Sharing cereal, soup, or toothbrushes are disgusting. Oh, I share soup no, with No, it's Jeff. slurping. It's the same with cereal. It's like...
1: I can see that being gross. Okay.
2: Yeah, but like if Jeff wants a bite of my soup, I'm fine with that. I mean, yes.
0: yeah, 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 more fine with giving a bite of my soup than my cereal. Cereal's like the cereals no share. No, no, no.
1: Dry cereal. No, in a bowl with milk. We don't. We. I only. We eat I think we cereal? have talked about. This. You I, only eat dry cereal. <laughs> I, only, I eat
2: mine without
1: milk. Yeah, mine's always dry. I don't. Well, I don't eat breakfast or cereal almost ever. He eats matcha. Okay. So, but if I'm gonna have cereal, it's gonna be dry.
2: What kind of cereal? Dry.
1: We've had. We've had I know, but I need to vibe.
2: hear it again.
0: It's like
1: like Chex mix, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah not, just the Chex. regular Chex, rice Chex.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not wheat Chex. Not yeah. corn Chex. Correct. Rice Chex.
1: <laughs> yeah, but toothbrush is disgusting.
0: Disgusting. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Like I would throw the away the toothbrush anyone. and never use it again. Yeah. That grosses me up. You yeah, don't it's believe. despicable. Despicable.
1: So anyone that does it, you're gross, <laughs> according to Rachel.
2: I just Can I say try. I've never done it, though? No. I've You've done used it. you a toothbrush? I think I've, like, had to for some reason.
0: Duh,
1: that that gross. You
0: me. know? Yeah, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Can you
1: sit over there now?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's been years.
0: Okay, so going into that, like, you know.
1: Yeah, how are you? Did f- you feel? Walk us through. D- like.
0: First of all, Rob had us make an entrance, like we were entering a fight, like we should have had music going and like a hype team behind us. But Justin whoa, whoa, whoa. Bieber, we tried to get him.
1: <laughs> I, I, I wanted to get on the recording, us you meeting. guys meeting.
0: Sure. So we're at Rob's house, I would like to say.
1: Mm-hmm. So if it sounds better, that's why. <laughs> Funny enough, though, my house is very close to where your house was then.
0: So we're literally down the street from the house I lived in when I was robbed multiple times by the bling ring. You know what was really hard was walking into that and
2: not being able to like be ourselves. Right. Because we're both typically very nice when we meet people. Absolutely.
1: I feel like you both did a good job getting there.
0: Well, normally we're huggers and hi and like... Gabby had her baby here. Like for us to not go meet a baby, that took everything in me. Yeah, because we didn't go meet you the know baby. Why? We had boundaries. Yeah, I'm proud of us. It <laughs> so goes against my nature. Those were very forced boundaries. Same. <laughs> it goes against everything in in me.
2: Yeah, like I wanted to be, because like, she was, she had a timer and it was
0: like, oh, I I'm like, oh, you need to go breastfeed. Baby. Bring the baby in. I like, wanted does to she be want like, my boob? <laughs> yeah, like bring the baby in, breastfeed, it's fine. Yeah, but I then know. I know. It was like, we had, it was like.
1: Uh, yeah, you gave her a dirty look and told her to turn her phone fucking off.
0: Yeah, well, yeah, that happened. I had to yeah. say that. Yeah.
1: You slapped yeah. it out of her hands and you said, that this baby will eat when off. we're finished. Rob
0: was very, so it's really funny. Recording in Rob's house, Rob has his own like Howard Stern, VJ like <laughs> vestibule on the other side. <laughs> I couldn't see you or hear you. He was like, it was I, just, intentional. Uh, I heard him like chiming away on the keyboard playing Dungeons and Dragons. I don't yeah, know what yeah. you were doing, so, but he was doing something over there. He is the Wizard of Broads. Rachel came up with that
2: and I got to say we we need to give her credit. It's pretty good.
1: It's I don't think we yeah, good. I don't think we give Rachel enough credit. Oh.
0: Here he goes.
1: Here Ever. he goes.
0: Rob this Rob. morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've been dealing with anxiety lately and we pick up Rob to go to his favorite matcha place, Maru in Los Feliz. And I'm driving and Rob's like there's a parking well, spot.
1: So Let's set this up properly. <laughs> it's street cleaning day. So, other side of the street is totally empty. All the other cars are packed on the other side. So, I know it's going to be very hard to find a parking spot no,
0: Well, you were wrong. There.
1: I was wrong. But it's normally he very hard to find parking over there. He insists
0: that I have to get my car, my too big of car, in this too small of spot. Okay?
1: <laughs> I, I, I like that me having confidence that you can park in a small spot is... A bad thing.
2: It was too small for my car. No, no. I I was starting to have an actual panic attack for a minute (laughs) because I was like, "Why are we doing this? Like, why can't we just park
0: in an appropriate? We spent a solid like ten minutes.
1: No, it's like yeah, Rob's like like I can do it. I'll do it. Like, (laughs) let
0: me do it. I'll do it. Get me out of the car and direct you. It was like the
2: anxiety (laughs) level, and especially going into this interview, we were a little bit more like we don't typically have anxiety going into. um, interviews, and Rob's like, today is the day you will get that big old car in this little spot. <laughs> I'm
0: forcing you to parallel park yeah. on a you, one-way street uphill. <laughs> I'm you would have fit, I for the record. Would I would have fit, like, literally bumper to bumper. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would not have been able to get out if no, I was in. I thought we were done with this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we
2: said we were going to leave that parking spot behind <laughs> us and move on. So then we pull out, and there's a parking spot
0: right there. You know what? Which is in theme with Putting things behind us and moving on. That's right. What a metaphor. Yeah, I actually, Gabby clearly has struggled with this secret she has kept for many years. All I wanted to do was like comfort her and be like, it's okay. Like, let it go. You know? Like, that's like the bigger lesson as far as her personal thing with this is. And it's crazy to me to face any of it because I have stayed so far away and so distant from it. because. I don't like to put any energy towards. It's like, sure, you know, it was a crazy thing that happened. I don't love that it's been so publicized for so many years and like so many movies and documentaries and articles. And it's like, okay, like, can't we all just fucking move on?
2: Yeah, but it's, yeah, I think that's the gross part is that it's been glorified in this way. And like, you know, I think it's good that you've stayed away from it because I don't think you need to support All of that.
0: I really knew nothing beyond snippets from that original Vanity Fair article where, like, the girl shit in my bathroom and they went into my house five times. And I obviously knew what what was taken from me because it was everything. Right. Um, But aside from that, it was kind of nice not knowing anything. When I see bling ring, do I roll my eyes? Sure. Because, like, okay. You know? Yeah. And, like, do I feel... Like the main girl who served three years. Yeah, I'm sure that was hard for her. But also, maybe you shouldn't have shit in my house. Or broken into Or it.
1: taken <laughs> <on> to, over <laughs> $200,000 worth yeah. of stuff from you.
0: I mean, look at
2: choices, consequences. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like three years in prison. No, I can't imagine what that's like. I can't even like. fathom that. But that's what you get when you break into people's homes. Right? Right.
1: <laughs> Is that right, well, Olivia? I don't know. Are, do you uh, want to talk about your brother at all?
2: I mean, I'm not I'm fine talking about my brother. He's in jail for going
0: into someone's house, you know. Um I think more talk about like relating to being young and partying in LA yeah. and all the things that came along with that. Mm-hmm. You have more instances than I do that are relatable mm-hmm. and like fucked up hmm <laughs> You know?
2: Right. That's what I was saying to you is that, like, it almost, when I was watching the documentary, though, I was kind of like, that could have been us. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't that far from my reality of, like, going out and being, you, Oh,
0: I yeah, never... no the I one know. thing I ever <laughs> stole was a ring from, like, a Claire's Boutique, and I returned it.
2: And you also That was, like, a week ago, too. You also <laughs> weren't yesterday. getting
0: blackout drunk.
2: Like, right. you never had an addiction no. problem. You right. were never out there, like... Yes, so you know, it's less
0: relatable for me.
2: It was super relatable for
0: me. I know, and even the upbringing, like childhood stuff.
2: Yeah, it was very different. Yes. Like I didn't have anything in the in entertainment industry. Like my mom wasn't trying to, you know.
1: But your search for fame was the same, right?
2: <laughs> my thirst, <laughs> your for, thirst fame. for fame.
1: She was in a fuck. A yeah. music video? A All American Rejects music video?
0: No. Some 41. Some
1: 41? <laughs> no, right. story of the year.
0: No. <laughs> what was
2: it? You know what I found out the other day? It was, whatchamacallit? Simple motion, Plan. Motion, Simple Plan. Uh,
1: motion City Soundtrack.
2: Dustin, the casting director, told me, do you know why they chose me for Simple Plan video?
1: Because you looked like his girlfriend?
2: No. They wanted Rachel. Um. And I was pitched as someone similar to Rachel. <gasps> I didn't get that and Did call. they
1: just because you were <laughs> friends?
2: No, they didn't know I was friends with her. It's a vibe thing, Rob. Aren't you picking it up?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's clear that you guys were trying to do the same thing.
2: Yeah, but here's the difference. Like, when we asked them the question, like, did you want to be famous? Do you want to be famous? I do. Did you feel like that was
0: answered? I believe that Gabby wants no part of any of it. Uh huh. I mean, I do too. You know, yeah, she went on live, but her part was cut out of the documentary. She was like ready to come. Forward,
1: I, I don't get why they would take that out. Either.
0: I don't either. I don't understand. There's well, like things I, guess I don't understand. Whatever
1: drama he said, she said,
0: I guess. I guess there's a lot of drama behind the scenes. I don't know. I didn't watch it, as we know. I don't know anything about it. But
1: have you seen the Netflix documentary? <laughs>
0: um, but I do feel like she's more of like the wallflower, and I feel like her sister is more like living out loud, you know? Yeah. So, I think you sign up for a reality show, you're well But they were also kids, They dude. were kids, I know.
1: And they were poor. And, and they were yeah. She
0: was an addict and needed money. So who knows? I don't know. I mean, we all, we can take their word at face value, but like, you know what I mean? Well, I think that, and one of the things that I
2: would have told her if we had more time is that I think that once her daughter's 15, she's going to have a much better understanding of what a child that is
0: yes totally well we're so you know we're so much older but we i don't, actually but, how old are they I don't even know we are but looking at her as like a 41 year old mother I'm like honey like 15 like babe let it go yeah let it go
1: yeah. it's okay should we play the Frozen song now
0: snow bus <laughs> where's Kristen well she doesn't sing that but she could Yeah, but it,
2: you know, I think it's also hard because there's the
0: part of us that was, how old were we when that happened? Was it sick that I wanted her to like literally go step by step? Okay, and then you walked? Did you go through my backyard? Did you go through the gate? Like wanting every detail of like that night? (laughs) I don't think that's sick. It's not sick, but that wasn't the right memory of your closet. No, well, what was confusing because at the time it was a bedroom turned into a closet. There was a bedroom, but I also did have a closet in my actual bedroom that was like oh, that right. wall. You know, that's right, that's right, and that was walking straight. You're right; it was walking straight, but it was all like white, like you know, California closet vibe, like like not white, you know, like IKEA, like white. What do you call that?
1: Uh, like shulps. particle board.
0: Yeah, particle. Yeah. Oh, you know, like built-in <laughs> like yeah, that. It was definitely shulps. not wooden. The floors no. were like a dark wood up yeah. there. Anyway, I, I mean, mean, four duffel so, bags. So, but so, I'm like, but what were the duffel bags?
2: I'm like? Well, they f- were their duffel bags,
0: I'm sure. Oh, okay.
1: You don't have a collection of duffel bags? I, mean, I Vuitton, probably did. Duffel bags?
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. But you know, everyone got their shit back. Yeah, I didn't know that. That just fucking sucks, man.
1: That does suck.
0: Like, why?
1: Well, then you wouldn't have learned that lesson.
0: I wonder if, like, Orlando and Pe- or whoever got all their stuff back and they were able to, like, really let it go and just, like, it didn't even. The whole robbery, obviously, aside from the material possessions that were taken, and we touched on this a lot, it's the violation and betrayal. I've had close people to me take from me before, and relationships were never the same after. So
1: do you think uh, as a result of this having happened to you
0: no this was before yeah this was before why do people why do people
2: always take from me (laughs) i don't think the bling ring took from you because your nature is forgiving like they didn't know (laughs) that i think they liked your shoe size and your
0: style could you imagine she's like you know what i see in 15 years She's
1: You'll forgive me. Very,
0: I can sit down with this person, and she's nice, and she's going to forgive me. <laughs>
2: Isn't that It's like must feel like a weird dream to Gabby. Like, holding yeah. that in the whole time. and then like, and,
0: like, sitting with me and talking to me. Like, me, I'm like, you know, it's not going to—it's—I feel for her so much, you know? And, yeah. like, obviously, my life has not—this has not been a big part of my life for the past 10 years. It's like when it comes up, or a movie's made or whatever, I'm like, ah, this again? You know.
2: But I also think they have a different version of
0: what and and
2: I wish I would have brought that up, but it didn't come to me until right now. Is they think it took away this like huge part of safety in your life. I'm like, but I if sold my house. <laughs> anyone knew you too? Like the truth of the matter is I remember you would start going out of town at that point, like, and I would stay at your house when you would leave town because you were like, I don't really feel comfortable leaving my house like, alone Mm -hmm. after that happened. And I would stay there with, insert random boyfriend. And... (laughs) Wasn't Leah living with me? She was. But, like, I remember, like, Leah wasn't around. Like, I remember quite a few times you being like, can you just stay there? And I was like, I would stay there with, like, a boyfriend or whatever. Yeah, Just to make sure, like, you weren't gonna get robbed again. What was the... But she, she... Here's the thing about Rachel that people don't know is that she can be really strong and kind of cut off from things and not play into the emotional aspect like you were not some like I'm never gonna get my safety back like you were like it's a bird you were like
0: (laughs) have we ever told that bird story because we reference it
2: a lot (laughs) I hope that we never do and we just always are like it's "It's a bird (laughs) it's just a bird but like I remember feeling scared to stay there and you being like, to me, like, man, it's fine. Like, it was much of like kids, like, you know,
0: like you. It felt less threatening once you knew it was just kids stealing because it was. That's what I'm saying. Like me and my stuff or whatever. But I do remember being like, I want to sell my house. Like, I don't want to Yeah, you wanted to sell your house.
1: Because because of that.
0: I mean, that definitely like was motivation. Like, nah, I don't want to live there anymore. No, that was before we knew who had done it. And I just thought I was like r- brutally robbed, except TVs and stuff were still there. It was so so weird.
2: <laughs> That's the part you kind of understood yeah. that it wasn't these like big intimidating men. Cause they would have taken that like they were gonna kill me. Yeah, the TVs and like my car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Was I
0: living with Leah?
1: Maybe. Were you? I way? don't I
2: think she was don't think- gone. I don't think Leah was living with you at that point. She says she was. Yeah. But I remember staying there a lot when you'd be gone and you'd be like, can you stay there?
0: Yeah.
1: So you had no, like, emotional impact. Like, what was the aftermath for you that you remember? <sighs> like, were you afraid you were going to get robbed all the time? You Didn't you put in security systems? No, clearly
0: not because I got robbed again. <laughs> no, I don't. I. It's hard to explain my personality.
1: <laughs> I mean, I get that. <laughs> like, I get let's that. be
0: real. Yeah. I don't think Rachel shed
2: a tear. I don't think you shed a tear. There's a
0: toughness. Hold on. There's, a, there's a toughness, but it doesn't mean that I wasn't fucking upset or you were pissed. angry. Or I was angry. That's
1: what I want to hear. About. Yeah. About how— I was fucking yeah, yeah.
0: angry. They literally took anything and everything of value aside from large electronics. From my house and my life, like...
1: Were all, all your clothes gone?
0: Anything that was worth something.
1: So did you have to, like, go buy a whole new wardrobe after this? I had
0: to start from scratch, yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, I ex- definitely... Was
1: exciting? You were like, oh, I gotta buy a bunch of new clothes?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. shop K- like shop. No, but no, I wasn't... During the OC and, like, the heyday of, like, people getting gifted things, like, I definitely had a very nice collection of things that I worked on for years, whether I bought it or was gifted it or went to something. And that's just, you know, and all of it was gone. Yeah. And that's like a collection Fucked up. of any kind, you know, like you, you collect something for years.
1: And that made you less sentimental. Yes. Did towards that, material material, things, did that bleed I didn't have a into choice. anything else? outside of that or like <laughs> I, if it's been weird now having a daughter and not being sentimental about objects like well are, i keep are you different? All, every
0: single thing i'm like well she shat this onesie <laughs> and i cannot get rid of it because it was the day she
1: whatever so it hasn't affected your like sentimental attachment to
2: i no, think she has a difference between sentimental
0: yeah, and yeah, yeah. material Mate- okay. right right like material yes
1: it hasn't broken you that's not that's not why you're so cold now right? <laughs> We want to know,
2: why are you so (laughs) No, I think, you know,
0: life creates a harsh exterior sometimes for personal things you go through. Material things are something I have learned the hard way to detach from.
1: Before that, were you then, would you say you were materialistic? Like, did it hold a lot of weight or you still didn't really care that I
0: got excited. Mm -hmm. You loved... Your things that you I love you things. I really do love clothes and like, mm-hmm. to, like just I. It's like a passion. Like I love fashion, obviously. But you like getting so, new
1: clothes too. So why do you was, say
0: obviously?
1: <laughs> Fuck off. Because you're a fashion icon. Okay. Shut up. Is you
0: guys. it because you're a
2: fashion icon? Fuck
0: you guys, man. <laughs> no, I just I really like clothes. I always did. I was an asshole in preschool. I made my best friend cry. My poor mother. Her mother had to go to my mom and be like. Your daughter told my kid she can only wear dresses to school. Like, why was I such a bully? That's so mean. But I really liked clothes. And I was like, that's cute. You should wear that. Yeah. I'm an. I'm kind of an asshole.
1: Because of one thing that happened to you in well, kindergarten? Well, thinking
0: about it and having a kid. Like, if a hey, mom came to me, I would feel really bad.
1: Remember the advice you gave to Gabby? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But here's the thing is that. I think that you've
2: always loved fashion and clothes and all of that stuff. However, strangely, you're not materialistic. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Like you don't want to be friends with people. You're not an opportunist. You're not like trying to be friendly. Like, no, I don't
0: care about any of That's the shiny things. Saying. Like the shininess to the things. I, I just, you like, just like, things. like the things. Yeah. Like it can be a five dollar bag, that I'm like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with that. Or it could be like a five hundred dollar whatever. How, it, much,
1: how much did that bag cost?
0: That was actually on sale, Rob. I'll have you know. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't spend that kind of money on things. You know, I just maybe that is part of it. Someone's at the door. Maybe our food is that our food. be our food tacos have arrived. Anyway, I don't know. I I don't know. Am I just like a shut off person in life? Maybe. (laughs) Well, no, I do think
2: sometimes you do not get overly emotional about things that other people might. (laughs) You know what I mean? Am I wrong? Like I could see if someone else got robbed, they'd be like, I'm never going to feel safe in my home. And you were just like, "Eh, "Yeah, I'm going to have to sell the house and move on. I think I can
0: move on maybe too easily sometimes. I agree.
1: <laughs> is, that, and is that a defense mechanism? I don't
0: know. But I know when Olivia was done with her long-term boyfriend, I'm like, it's, you're over it. It's done. Like, And she was still so heartbroken, but I knew it was over. And I was like, yeah, I just know it's over. Like, you're done. Like, move, move on. on.
2: Yeah. I, I think that sometimes <laughs> you have
0: that. I am very in touch with my emotions. I can communicate them. And I am very emotional at times. But like, I think I just... I don't know what that's about.
2: This is like deep like I don't think it's about you not being in 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 touch with your emotions. I think certain things that would make certain people emotional don't land on you.
0: It's because my dad was never there. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that's about. I think I can just attach easily. Yeah. That's all.
1: Well, I was proud that you talked to them today.
0: Thanks, Rob. <gasps> hey. 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 You was proud! Hey, Rob. Thanks. It was hard not to be really nice. I know. But like also... It's hard not to be nice. It's just hard not to be nice. That's like a really
2: uncomfortable situation to be in when you naturally are a nice person. You should just pretend they were me. I was just going
1: to say. I don't know what you both are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You seem to do an okay job not being nice.
2: (laughs) We should share with our listeners some of these behind-the-scenes videos of Rob. Absolutely. Who he really is and how he really is. (laughs) The
0: Wizard of Broads behind the scenes. You guys, if we were like... Pull back that curtain.
2: Everybody knows now.
1: <laughs> We're editing. That.
2: Did you do your hair for this today, Rob? No.
1: Were you I'm excited? Not, to I haven't worn it the last like four times we've recorded.
0: It's pretty. And you've asked.
1: <laughs> and you've asked me that each time.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I, it felt like a therapy session all around. What would you think? Who?
1: You, Rob. I want to know what your thoughts thoughts are. I said I was proud of Rachel for doing that. And I think it was more for them than it was for her, clearly. Because she's dead inside. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I will say I did not feel emotional. At all. No. Zero. What did I get? Something I was like... It's more anger and annoyance. You know what I mean? Because it is material things. It's not like someone harmed a family member of mine. Or like, you know, it's fucked up about my mom's ring, but like she's been married three times. Like, which ring was it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) See? This is Rachel. I'm just kidding. Wait, which ring was it? It was from her first husband. Oh.
1: Did (laughs) he die? No. 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 And not uh, your dad? No. 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 Okay. Who cares?
0: No, but it was, you know, it was whatever. (laughs) <laughs> all right
1: well let's go uh eat lunch
0: let's go eat tacos <laughs> on that note guys the bling ring i'd call it a tko
1: yeah, you've been blinged
0: you've been blunged <laughs> do you feel any less trigger around it here's what's hard they really weren't that involved with me personally. Mm-hmm. So there's still a detachment there. So I could just talk to them and, you know, mm-hmm. Gabby went in that one night. She's been tormented by it. Like this poor 15-year-old girl. I'm like, God, go easy on yourself. Like you took, G- like.
1: Yeah, you don't have full closure <laughs> without, and you need, the other two probably hold more weight in
0: it. Well, yeah, they did the whole thing. And the girl literally took all of my things, that other girl. That's going to be like, I don't want to sit down face-to-face and talk to you because, like, I don't need that for me. You know? If that that would be for her. And I don't feel the need, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's way in the past. I let it go a long time ago. I don't feel the need to, like, sit down with this person if they feel they need it for closure. I don't feel the need to do that. Um. I see that this girl was hurting and had this like secret and it's like, oh my goodness.
1: It does seem though like that one has remorse as well and is trying to move on from it. Alexis? No, no Rachel. Rachel. Oh, I, feel oh, like, oh, oh. I feel like the other girl did try to get through it and get past it based on what Alexis said.
0: Yeah, I don't know different. Where she's at yeah. in her life. I don't know. And look, I hope everyone can just move on and people are okay and whatever, but I I don't, it's different. It's not like the other two that actually did all of that were sitting here with us. Right. They were um, more the masterminds. See, It seems like it from what they're saying, right? Right. I like to stay removed, like I said. Well, I He's hope...
2: saying it too in the documentary, by the way. Oh, he's, he is? Oh, okay. yeah.
0: And I hope that Gabby can find some peace because like, goodness, you know, let's, I hope for her sake. Because I really do feel for her in this. Like that's, Yeah. you don't want to hold on to that. It's, uh, it's pointless. Yeah. It's not doing you any good. It's no. not setting you free. It's not giving you your genes back. No. And she gave them to Goodwill or Homeless Shelter. shelter. I think she said both. So I don't know where they went exactly, but they were donated.
1: Hopefully, they're nicer jeans than you're wearing today. <laughs> I was going like to say if your
2: jeans, here's the deal. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> like they didn't get your original Levi's, you still, still have those. Yeah. So because you maybe you brought them no. with you. They maybe were with me. Right. Maybe they were with you. They, what, what were they giving away? Like Frankie B's? Like, what were we wearing at the
0: time? Yeah. Like, I was trying Jun- to think Junco? of that too. Junko <gasps> Hudson look at Hudson. Junko,
1: like the big, the big ones. Yeah.
0: But I do have a pair of Levi's I've had since I was 13 years old that are vintage Levi's that are still in my closet. So they must have been with me. Or they didn't know. That would have been hard. See? That's what I'm saying. Things from when I'm 13 years old, like my favorite Levi's from when I was 13, if those had been stolen. Those were what were going through my head.
2: These. Oh yeah. I used to love those. Yeah. Oh my God. No. (laughs)
0: Like,
2: but that's what was going through my head as I was like, they didn't get those Levi's, right? Like, like I certain know
0: ones, you know. Hmm. Interesting. Because,
2: like, to this day, I have my sentimental right. Levi's. Like, I yeah, feel you would like be bummed if I he... would be bummed. Yeah,
0: but you have to let them let everything, all I the know. material things go. M-
1: Marie Kondo, that you got to thank them and send them on their way. Yeah. I'm not
0: sending my Levi's. That's one thing I have
2: a rule with myself: I never get rid of Levi's.
1: Well.
0: What kind of tacos did we get? Let's go find out.
1: It's an order. Okay. I'm hungry.